I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. Thanks so much for being here for another episode of Scam Squad. What do you have for us today? Well, Patty, today I have a guest, and my guest is named Karen. Karen works here in Santa Barbara. Karen gave me a phone call to tell me about a particular scam. How did you get my number? Well, unfortunately, it was on Craigslist. I had started pursuing a lead on there and kind of starting started to feel uncomfortable about the whole situation and happened to share with one of my coworkers. They're like, you need to let the local DA know about this. So others don't get scammed. So like I said, I wouldn't really not have known where to go. So I contacted you guys and then people instructed me to go to a couple of websites, which I did and shared my situation because I definitely didn't want someone else to potentially fall prey or to fall prey to the situation. Well, we appreciate that. And I'm going to ask you to tell us exactly what happened starting at the beginning when you tried to find something on Craigslist and how things sort of proceeded from there. Well, I've had um, really great successes over the years, probably last 10 or 15 years with Craigslist of finding places to live in Ventura as well as Santa Barbara County. So I went back to my old reliable uh, a couple of months ago after I'm having a need to move here after three years uh, in Montecito. And so I check out Craigslist. I look at this listing. It looks great. You know, I'm just, it's great location, affordable. So I start to pursue the lead. One of the first clues should have been that they were never reachable by phone. They didn't live here locally. The owner lived out of the area. As I went through the Craigslist checklist for scams, I'm like, check, 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 check. But I pretty much believe people until I'm shown otherwise. And I've had great success with Craigslist. But um, this took me down a path that could have been taking me to the tune of almost $4,000. Wow. You never had voice contact with this person? It was all communication? Oh, one was time. all online? Okay. <laughs> One time, I think the other party picked up the phone, not expecting it was me. So I just heard a bit of a tone. And then I started the email correspondences that we had for nearly a week. But when I started putting things together, even the extension on the email address he provided, I started doing research on that. And it is one of the potential countries that uses that extension is known for scams. That's what my research showed. So walk us through the communications that you had with this individual. Well, initially it was email, well, pretty much all email. And this went back for a succession or went for a succession of nearly a week, which I thought, well, that's great. This person's interested, working around my schedule at work to even have communication back and forth. But then I was told in one of the emails that, um, he was out of the area taking care of an elderly parent, and he couldn't show the property. But, you know, it went on and on and on. And I should have known that I couldn't see the interior of the property. No one physically was there to ever, could ever meet me there. Like I said, I was trusting to begin with. And then after almost a week of this, I'm like, something doesn't seem right. Did he give you uh-huh. the address for the property? Yes, but he couldn't give me the exact unit number because of... Um, privacy issues or security issues because he wasn't there because he was in another state taking care of a family member. 
it should have stank earlier, but it didn't. Was it an especially good bargain? Because I've noticed that happening before. Thank you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Once I checked it out, it was almost too good to be true. And that, thank you for asking that question, because then that leads to some email correspondence. I kind of Googled that area, and it looks like the rent you're asking for is like half of what the other spaces are going for. And that's, um, he's like, oh, well, uh, why own the property? Or I'm going to be owning the property. I'm subleasing right now. And I'm going to go ahead and eat half of the, the rent, like exactly half of the rent. Because I know no one wants to pay that amount. It was just a continual song and dance. So that did I he ever to- ask for money to complete oh, the yeah. deal? Okay, oh, so, yeah. So how did we that happen? We got that far along. Okay. Got that far along. Well, in email correspondence, everything was email. Um, if I could put X amount of dollars into a bank account at X bank, and then once I had proof of that, then he would mail the keys and all the sublease paperwork. And how much did he ask you to put in this bank account? $3,400. Okay. So oh. at that point, did you start to get a little suspicious? Yes. Yes. Even though I had the money, it's just, you know, I started sharing with coworkers. I was like, you haven't seen the place? And then he's out of town. Where did he used to work here in town? And I started asking questions, not getting answers. And then just it became more and more uncomfortable. Then did you ever deposit that money into the account? Mm, no. Oh, good. No. And so, I never let the individual know that I'm on to this individual either. But I just backed away and said, thank you. Wishing you the best. Filling your rental, uh, I found something else and just, but I, it's still on Craigslist. So let me ask you this. When you've done rental deals through Craigslist before, do you usually meet the person? <laughs> so you meet them and they show you through the property. You see and, the property. You, okay. fill out, you fill out paperwork. Even the paperwork he was sending was like, I'm like, this is a joke. That's, okay. I guess when I saw the, the paperwork, I'm like, this doesn't, this is, no. Yeah, Karen, you know, I've had the same thing happen to me as well. And I'm presently in a different part of the country, but I know it's very prevalent. And it's so exciting because you think, oh, I finally found a wonderful bark. And this sounds so good. But yeah, they come up with (laughs) some story why they can't be there, you know. So it's prevalent scam and it's very disappointing. But the good thing is before you even start shopping, go to Craigslist there and they have that link to scams or what to be aware of and if you even hit one or two of those just go somewhere else because I started ticking off every single mm, good for you they yeah. yeah well Karen that's really valuable information and I thank you so much for taking the time out of your work day to come on the show and talk about this and I didn't know there was a checklist on Craigslist and that is really good information to have yeah, it scrolled down towards the bottom and it's like a little hyperlink. And like I did that after the fact, not before. Could have saved me some time and potentially money. But now you know, right? Yes, now I Now we all yeah. know. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Karen. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And Vicki, how can people get a hold of you if they want to tell uh, listeners about a scam that they know about or that they're worried a loved one is being drawn into? So my phone number here at the DA's office is area code 805-568-2442. And again, that's 568-2442. And I welcome your calls. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye.